the bell is rung. Welcome to another edition of In Ring Reality, your SmackDown review edition for this week. I, of course, am your host, Razman's Reality, as we take a look at a SmackDown which crowned a new United States champion in the form of the Samoan submission machine, Samoa Joe, and had the man get the best of the queen. Before we can jump into the SmackDown review properly, however, yours truly is human and made a couple of mistakes yesterday, which I need to correct. First up, on Monday Night Raw last night, it was Natalia who defeated Ruby Riot, not Ruby Riot who defeated Natalia. This was such a throwaway match with nothing to it at all that I actually managed to mix up the winners. So I do apologize for those two ladies both who deserve better. Everything I said yesterday about Ruby Riot deserving better is also, of course, true for Natalia. We also saw at the end of that match the raw appearance of Lacey Evans with her catwalk gimmick out of nowhere. Secondly, as I mentioned yesterday, due to complications with the first Twitter, we have a brand new Twitter for the program. That handle, I accidentally told you, was not the correct handle. So if you're looking for us on Twitter to get in touch with the show, ask questions and provide feedback, the new Twitter handle for the program, unless Twitter reinstates our old Twitter as requested, is at in ring real pod. Once again, that's at in ring real pod on Twitter. SmackDown began with the WWE champion, the new Daniel Bryan, in the ring talking about how last week he stood by and did nothing as Mr. McMahon announced Kevin Owens as his new opponent for Fastlane. He says he doesn't agree with the boss, his decision to replace a man who throws copious amounts of pancakes into the crowd with a man who eats copious amounts of pancakes in Kevin Owens. He talks about how Owens is an everyday man and just like all of us and thinks the same way and believes in the same things that all of us do, which is why we relate to him so much. Which then, of course, prompts Kevin Owens to come out. Owens says, you know what, Daniel Bryan, you're absolutely right. I am just like every one of these people. These last several months as I've been out, all I did was go back to what I've done my whole life, which was to be a fan, a member of a WWE Universe, and I saw what you were doing, and when you disrespected the WWE Championship by throwing it in trash, that was the last straw, and I knew I had to come back and be the one to take you down and stop your hold over the WWE Championship. The two look like they're about to have another confrontation when Daniel Bryan's partner and heavy Rowan steps in front of him to protect him, debuting his new finisher, a version of the mandible claw and choke slam put together all in one as he wraps his palm around the head of Kevin Owens and choke slammed him to the ground. This was a very cool looking move and I hope it gets a great name to go along with it. Next up, Saul. One half of the challengers for the SmackDown Tag Team titles this Sunday at Fastlane. The Miz in a victory over one half of the SmackDown Tag Team Champions, Jey Uso. This was your typical TV match simply there to plant those seeds of doubt as to maybe there might be a title change come Sunday. Speaking of title changes, this is where the first big huge moment of the night 
took place as we have a new United States champion. Former champion, as of last night, Our truth comes out, reinstates the United States Open Challenge. He is interrupted by Lacey Evans, who once again does her catwalk gimmick, and I really hope that this leads to somewhere, because I'm tired of seeing it. I think Lacey Evans could be new, fresh blood in the SmackDown women's division, but they better start something after Fastlane, or the crowd is just simply not going to care, because, quite frankly, I already don't, and I know many, many agree with me, two thinks that the United States Open Challenge is over because Lacey Evans walks away and she don't want none, as Truth says. Carmella's like, no, Truth, you still have to do this. And Truth is like, damn you, John Cena. In a really, really funny moment. And the United States Open Challenge is back on. Three men come down in the form of Rey Mysterio, Andrade returning from last week to be joined by the first man to come down the aisle, the new United States champion, the Samoan submission machine, Samoa Joe, who gained the victory after a urinagi on Andrade, which was kind of interesting because with the muscle buster not being used on the main roster of WWE after some unfortunate injuries after his original call-up a few years ago, Joe really doesn't have a non-submission finisher. Could this now be his non-submission finisher? He can make anything look lethal, and he definitely did make the Uranagi look lethal here. This was by far the best match of the night. A lot of great action. The chemistry between Rey Mysterio and Andrade continues to be through the roof. I normally don't watch the pay-per-view pre-shows because there's never a point. The matches on there are never really anything that I'm going to be sad about missing, but Rey Mysterio and Andrade and another one-on-one match is definitely the exception to that rule. So, tremendous match, great chemistry from all four men. Selena Vega even hit the former champion R-Truth with a Huracan Rana at one point. Just a great, great match. And congratulations to Samoa Joe, who holds his first championship on the main roster in WWE. Joe then proceeds just a few moments later to be interviewed backstage with his new title. He basically calls out the entire roster and tells the entire roster to be afraid of him, weary of him, because he's dangerous, and anybody who comes for this title has to deal with him, and they'll know who they've been in the ring with, and he uses one legendary name by name. That name belongs to one John Cena. So perhaps John Cena has been brought up surrounding the United States title because that's what John Cena is going to do at WrestleMania. Instead of having a feud with R-Truth, however, it's going to be a match, a far better match on paper anyway, with one Samoa Joe. Could that indeed happen? I would love to see it. It's a dream match of mine and many other wrestling fans as well. We'll just have to wait and see if that is indeed the case come the showcase of the Immortals. And a very quick match with a lot of TV screen ad breaks in between. Ricochet and Aleister Black defeated The Bar. And it was announced that Ricochet and Aleister Black will join Bobby Roode and Chad Gable in a triple threat match with the Revival for the Raw Tag Team titles at Fastlane. And an even faster match, what felt like a minute and 30 seconds tops, 
Mandy Rose defeated Naomi after Naomi gets distracted on the ring apron by Sony Deville. Asuka comes out from behind to attack Mandy Rose, and that was how that feud was left in our eyeballs. Very disappointing how far Asuka has fallen and how little I care about the SmackDown Women's Championship right now. Hopefully something happens to change that come WrestleMania. And yet another throwaway match. You, you see a pattern here. A lot of promo, a lot of building to Fastlane, but not a lot of in-ring action. Yeah, that continued as Kevin Owens defeated Rowan via disqualification after, of course, the new Daniel Bryan antagonizes Owens. Owens attacks Daniel Bryan who was at ringside for commentary. Daniel Bryan then attacks Owens, saying, you don't deserve this. You don't deserve to be in the ring with me. And that was how that segment ended with Daniel Bryan getting the better of his challenger come Sunday. And in the main event segment of the evening, Charlotte Flair invites the man Becky Lynch to SmackDown for a friendly discussion to discuss her health and see if the man is man enough to admit the status of her knee. The man answers the bell because of course she does. She's the man talking about how awesome it is to be back on SmackDown Live. Talking about, yeah, Charlotte, my knee is damaged, but it will continue to be damaged if that's the price to pay to continue to live inside your head. I'm in your head. You know that I beat you on one leg at the Royal Rumble match. You know I've beaten you for months. And I'm in Ronnie's head so bad that Ronnie can't decide what she wants anymore. One minute she wants to face me at WrestleMania. The next minute she's doing everything possible to get herself out of it. Bottom line, Charlotte is, yeah, I'm not 100%, but I have nothing to lose. To which the Queen responds to by saying, yeah, yeah, Becky, nothing to lose, nothing to lose, and proceeds to attack her pretty viciously, only to get too cocky and have the man slap the disarmor on her and get the better of her in that physical exchange, and that's how the show goes off the air. Of course, anytime that I can see the man on my screen, I'm always going to be a very happy person to see one Becky Lynch. However, as an objective host of this podcast, I do have to say that I'm so sick and tired of the fake knee injury angle. Becky is doing too good a job at selling this knee injury to the point where it's just not believable anymore. Because if Becky was as hurt as what she showed herself to be on SmackDown last night, there was no way, even with a whole heartless agreement signed, that she would be cleared to compete this Sunday at Fastlane. WWE, please, whatever you have to do, put it in to this injury storyline soon. Maybe even some way work it in to the match at Fastlane where Charlotte gets too cocky, thinks she's got the better of Becky, only to have Becky rise up, prove that she's no longer injured. Because it's clear that Charlotte needs to lose this match at Fastlane, but if Charlotte loses to basically Becky on one leg, that makes Charlotte look so weak at WrestleMania that it once again proves that there was no need 
for her to be in the match at WrestleMania in the first place. So, since they insisted on her being in it, I want to see her be credible in the process. That's going to do it for today's episode. As always, you can get in touch with the show and leave any and all feedback and questions on social media at In Ring Reality Podcast on Instagram at In Ring Real Pod on Twitter or via email at In Ring Reality Podcast at gmail.com. Subscribe today in your preferred podcast listening platform if you haven't done so already. And even if you don't use them as your preferred listening platform, please consider leaving the show a five-star review on either Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts to help that algorithm love and get this show heard by more awesome wrestling fans like yourself. And as always, this has been your Razman's Reality Check.